because it's the pilot episode of season four of the Podcrastinators. I'm Matt Danaher. This is Darren Lees, and this is the Podcrastinators. How, do you know how long it's been since we've had, put out a podcast? It's been a long time. I haven't checked. It's been so long that Coca-Cola have made a total new drink and ditched two other drinks in the in the process. That's how long it's been. All right, so with, with let's 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 have started the podcast already. So let's talk about Coca Cola because I know it's one of the subjects you chose. You wanted to talk about Darren. What is the update from Coca Cola? Because I actually don't know. So what's happened with Coca Cola is, of course, they they introduced no sugar, and yeah. they said they were going to get rid of zero. And I think most people turned around and said that no sugar tasted like shit, so they had to keep zero. So what they've done now. This is how long we've been absent. They've now biffed zero and no sugar, and they've made a drink called Coca-Cola Zero Sugar. So they've attempted to turn both drinks in. This is marketing genius, right? I'd love to get a job at Coca-Cola if that's all you had to do in their marketing department was to just merge two products and call the new one the same name as the other two. You're aware of the generation, of course, that remembers Tab Clear. Which obviously was a famous uh, state. All that Coca Cola, the only drink that Coca Cola ever, ever actually really has really been successful was Coca Cola itself, just normal adjective of Coca Cola, which is so globally pervasive that you can actually, in some countries, you'll go along and you'll see toddlers drinking it from baby bottles. That, that happens here in New Zealand. I've never seen that here, but I have seen that in other countries. And it's. I, I, um, no, seriously, I've heard the reason that we've got the dental issues that we've got is on low decile families and low income families because milk powder and baby formula is so expensive. Some parents have literally been giving their kids Coca-Cola at like 18 months old through wow. bottles. The lesson to be learned there, isn't it? Make it make it cheaper. Yeah, Not well, make not Coca-Cola. No, that's right. Coca-Cola is good if it's mixed with vodka. That, that that's what I I do rate it then. I uh yeah, I like normal Coke. I drink a can of Red Bull every day. That's my only vice. It's one of your vices. It is one one off, yes. Your <laughs> only vice. That's definitely a stretching the term a little bit there. Yeah, that might be stretching it a little bit, hasn't it? So, so uh, anyway, listeners, what we had forgotten to tell you is this is uh Darren and Matt's new drink and food podcast that's why we thought we'd start off by talking about coca-cola and reminiscing around tab clear did you actually have a drink tab clear no i didn't no i I managed to escape that i uh being a being a kid and therefore a sucker for advertising i actually tried it a couple of times and it was just really boring and bland and it kind of tasted like diet pepsi oh do you yeah. see, I used to drink Pepsi all the time, and then I came down ill. Oh, God, it must have been years and years ago. And then I never drank Pepsi ever again since. Uh, I don't know what it was, but to be honest... The subtitles say that you came down LR God. <laughs> I'll tell you what, seeing as we're talking things New Zealand, one drink I cannot stand is lemon and pyro. I mean, what the fuck is that? It's no iron, bro. I'll give it that. Lemon and pyro I like is the Whittaker's chocolate version where it's like in there. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, that is like, that is one of the best. And I mean, shout out to Whittaker's, which is like the best chocolate in the world. No, it's but, Yes, it is. But um, but definitely New Zealand uh, does need to find a decent fizzy drink 
Um, I'd agree. LMP is is. I'm not quite sure what the point of it is. No. It's no. like you could get some carbonated water and put in a tablespoon or full or, or two of sugar, and basically that would be the same. That would be lemon and pyro in a glass. And where's the lemon? Because I can't taste lemon in it. <laughs> no. <laughs> and it's like lemon-based fizzy drinks. This is some quality content, by the way, that we're bringing back. It's definitely season four is hitting the ground running, and I feel I feel like we've got to we're going to go go far with this. Um, but uh, yeah, no LMP. Right, where is the lemon in that? And it, like lemon fizzy drinks are the easiest fizzy drinks to make. But LMP, you can taste the lemon. Without a doubt, but they don't do a great job of it at all in any way, shape, or form. That's what I'm saying. There's so many people, and I've been so taken aback. This is a bit of a sort of like moment. I've been so taken aback the last six months about how many people have been asking what's happened to us and where's the podcast and when's it coming back and are you guys ever going to record another podcast again? And there's all those people probably listening to this now going, fuck me, why did I encourage this shit? I know. rose tinted. <laughs> we are ripping the rose-tinted spectacles off their faces, throwing them <laughs> in the ditch, stamping on them and spitting in their faces. <laughs> this is... Uh, this is only apologise. This is quality content for season four, episode one, which means already that season four is 50% as long as what season three was. <laughs> yeah. Well, apologies for that, listeners. <laughs> what can I say? Both both of us, our lives went a bit mad uh, and a bit busy. And then I would say I can take some of the, a lot large part of the blame for dragging things out quite a bit. But, you know, what can I say? Unfortunately, podcasts don't pay a living, whereas other day jobs do, and day jobs take precedence to podcasts. It is a shame. There are some people whose podcasts pay, but I don't know why ours doesn't. Yeah, I think the only New Zealand podcasts that probably pay are ones involving Reese Darby. <laughs> and, uh, you know, I, I've got a feeling that even Tim Bat and Guy Montgomery's podcast, which has millions of listeners, may not actually pay that well, if anything. Is, these are all my dream, dreams shattered. I actually Sorry. came down ill, had to step away from a show at the theatre tonight to oh, come no. and do a podcast that I'll never earn any money from. <laughs> well, that's never say never. It, it might... Um, no, you won't. No. And in fact, we're no. doing nothing so far to, in, to change that. I would uh, say what we've just done in the last 15 minutes, because it's been 15 minutes since I press record... Um, what we've done in the last 15 minutes probably makes the goal of earning money from this podcast move further and further away. What we need to do <laughs> is, first of all, get successful careers commentating on UFC games. Then we need to get into weird health supplements and conspiracy theories and alternative history and, you know, and shave our heads and get edgy guests on and kind of agree with that, pretend we agree with them and all the wrong things and just like give them a platform. And even then people will just say, well, no, you're just copying Joe Rogan. Fuck off. Damn it. So does that mean I have to and send a friend request to Hannah Tamaki? God damn. Did you I send her really, a friend request? I was hoping to get them on the show. Are you telling me now that I shouldn't do that? Oh, I'll tell you what, I would be up for having the Tamakis on the show. 
I think that could actually catapult us into David Farrier level <laughs> um, success, which on, in New Zealand terms is good. It is. Very I mean, good Jamie, Jamie Lee Ross did did do us well. I mean, I think that he when we I remember when we not only when we published that episode, but then when we boosted it again when the protests kicked off and it was and he got involved with um, God, what was the name? Billy Joel. Yeah, Billy Billy Ray Cyrus, I think is that was it. Billy Ray Cyrus. Billy Ray Cyrus. Yeah, when he got involved with him, uh, Achy Breaky Mask. Was that the song they did together? Achy Breaky Vaccine, I think it was. Something like that. Yeah. (laughs) Um, When we then re-promoted that episode with him, it did uh, it did get us a massive boost of listeners each time. So I'm I'm up for the Tamakis. I'm up for like far-right conspiracy theorists that want to overthrow society. I'm up for completely selling out. I'm up for giving a Christopher Luxton a platform. Are, are you up for Leo Malloy? Uh, <laughs> I love Leo. Oh, dear. Oh, by the way, oh. <laughs> there's going to be more and more that I have to, more and more political comments that I have to edit out. But <laughs> I, uh, I did, met him the other day, briefly, and he came to came to an event I was at and he made a commitment that I suspect may not be true. But, um, <laughs> did he offer to fight you? No, well, if only, no, he was actually very well behaved. He was very good. Um, I'd, I'd be more than happy to interview him in the same grounds that Guy Williams was, right? I mean, yes. it's, it's crazy that Guy Williams is coming for any stick before interviewing him. He's a, the fact is he's a mainstream political candidate who might actually win mayor of Auckland. Having said that, if we have Leo on, we would then have to have my good friend, Efeso Collins, on. Oh, no. Okay. You, 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 obviously right, want, you obviously want guests that don't answer questions, though. Uh, I've never known Efeso not answer a question. <laughs> yeah, but have you ever known him answer the question with the answer? No, he's a, he's a proper politician. He answers things. Um, he, he answers them in the way he wants to answer them. I reckon let's get him on, then. Let's get them. Let's see if we can get Viv Beck and Craig Lord. From oh, Wayne God, no. No. Yeah, let's do them all. Let's, get, all... A, let's get a platform because that's the only fair way, right? No, there's only two people that are in with a chance of winning and that's Leo and You don't reckon Viv Beck's got a chance? Nah. And then, well, things might change. If Leo, if something happens where Leo screws up his campaign and has to drop out, which is possible given who he's got as his campaign manager, and given his own ability to um, put his foot in his mouth, you know, then she might be in with a chance. But while he's in the race, she hasn't got a chance. No, I don't think. I think it's it's a, it's a two horse race essentially. It's Fesso and, and Leo, and I think that um, the other there there may be some obscure, interesting candidates I'm not aware of yet. For instance, uh, Kevin Brett of the Trump New Zealand Party might be running. You know, I tell you who could be running. Um, James Shaw. He might be out of a job by next week. Well, he'll still be an MP. Yeah, but he might be out of a job leading the party. He might want to lead a city instead. Is he even Auckland based? I don't even know where he. Li- I mean, I've no. seen him in. I've seen him in town, but I don't know where he lives. No, I've seen him on the plane because he actually walked into me on the plane. I was actually drinking, sitting in the aisle seat, and he walked past and smacked into me, and nearly knocked all my drink all over. And then he turned around, and I was like, huh. <laughs> "Did he apologise? No, did he fuck?" Didn't Not he? at all. No. I was like, you wanker. That's a, that's one reason why I don't vote for you wankers. So, no. Not, not really all. the biggest reason, though, is it? Let's be honest. It's The no, biggest, the biggest reason, reason is that is you I actually hate 
don't care about the planets on fire. No. And, uh, and it's kid, not. Your kids are not going to have anywhere to live in 50 years. It's not on fire. Tell me, tell me, tell me, right? When we hear all this news, like we had it last year, this is the hottest summer in 100 years, mm. for 100 years. That meant 100 years ago, it was equally as warm. So it's like, you can't say oh it's God, only in the last five years. I need to turn melted. my avatar off so you can see me face palming. <laughs> that, the listeners can't see me face palming anyway. <laughs> Not that I want to particularly big up the Greens. I mean, as much as I like some of them. Oh. It's, uh, it is quite. It is always interesting to see other parties do stuff like that. And it's also, I think, um, a testament to their kind of, their party structure of the Greens that they were able to do that so quickly but unexpectedly. That seems to be quite common with all parties in, in sort of New Zealand and Australia, that if a group of people make a decision to get rid of their leader, they just do it. And it can it can happen really quickly. Like it happened to Andrew Little, it happened to um, whatever his name was in the National Party, I can't even remember now. Was, um, Jimmy Scotland, Jimmy Scotland first, then what was it? Um who was the other guy named after infrastructure? Oh, no. Johnny Motorways. That was it, Johnny Motorways. <laughs> then there was but the you know, man, Christopher Luxton, was that? Was yeah. overthrown by Todd Muller? No, uh, Bridges was overthrown by Muller. Muller was right. overthrown by Collins. Oh, but do you know that's what? Right, the shark eating a baby. That's then, right. Yeah, but do you know something interesting? Todd Muller came back, but changed after changing his name to Christopher Luxton. That's right. <laughs> do you know what? The one thing, and I know you've been doing some quizzes lately. We'll get on to what we've both been doing. But I love some of the questions because I actually read them and go, holy shit, I actually didn't realise that. And one of the questions in my quiz the other night was, true or false, every prime minister since John Major in the UK, which is 1997, has resigned and not actually been voted out? And the answer was mm. true. Yeah. So for 25 years, no British Prime Minister has actually lasted to a point where they were going to get fairly voted out. They've had to resign, which I thought was absolutely astonishing. Yeah, but that's, I don't know. I, I think if you think about the British political system, or indeed the New Zealand political system, which is obviously similar, um, the Westminster system, it's not like... It's not like America where people vote for presidential candidates. It's like you vote for a political party. So if that political party decides to change its leader for whatever reason during during a term, then I think that's almost more, that's probably more sensible than letting the same leader carry on until they lose an election. But it's interesting, 25 years, no one's actually been voted out. You know, like Helen Clark was voted out when mm. John Key took over and stuff like that. Um, and what, what's going to be interesting is obviously we've got an election next year, which I know that we're both going to be very keen watching, um, is what happened in Australia with the unhappiness of the major parties. Like the fact that the Greens and the Teals just yeah. got such votes and people actually turned off from the Liberal Alliance and the Labour Party. Yeah, well, I mean, it was a teal. The victory was the teals, really, wasn't it, uh, in yeah. Australia? Yes, yes, it meant Labour won, but there's no question that it was because um, of the teals. Now, I think something pop similar is possible here. I think it's. Uh, I think what happened in Australia is kind of a bit similar to what had been happening in Europe for the last sort of 10 to 15 years of kind of insurgent parties um, having a major influence on electoral outcomes, whether it was 
actually winning them like in Greece with Saritza or Italy with the Five Star Movement or um, in the UK, it was like UKIP and uh, the Reform Party, Nigel Farage, essentially winning so many votes that it could influence the outcome of the election. Um, and, and use them in the way that they wanted to to get the government they wanted to get. So the Teals in Australia wanted a Labour, were more keen on a sort of centre-left government than they were on a right government. And in the UK, Nigel Farage was more keen on a Tory government than a Labour government. And so, you know, each time they may not have actually ended up in power, but they have been the kingmakers. Yeah. And I, I think we could absolutely see a kingmaker party in New Zealand, and we have done in the past. New Zealand First has played that role several times. The Greens could play it next time, but a new party could play it, or New Zealand First could come back. It's going to be interesting to see how, how much vote ACT hang on to, actually. Or ACT can play the role as well, absolutely. Yeah. I, I, my, sense, my feeling with ACT is that they've been so quiet and well-behaved that it may actually have backfired on them, and that it may be that... I haven't seen what the most recent... I mean, they seem to be fairly steady in the polls, but I feel like they need to be getting a bit more media attention, actually. We could get our old mate, Michael McCook, back. He'd probably tell us what was going on in the act party. Well, maybe, yeah. Yeah, I mean, we should definitely... I'm definitely keen to have Michael... Happy to have Michael back on. I know a few people in the act party as well, so I might we might be able to twist their arm. But do you know what everybody probably wants to know? Where you've been, what have you been doing? And then we can get onto the subject of what does the future hold? Where have I been? Well, I've been very busy with work, um, taking on some new responsibilities, uh, things like that. And um, the only thing I've been doing in the entertainment and cultural world is has been um, pub quizzes, a brother's beer, which is, uh, which is good, good fun. Um, I've mainly been doing Mount Eden, brother's beer, but I've also done a bit of Iraqi and a bit of Honor Hunger as well covering for people and i have to say the vibe the numbers of teams and the kind of just general um joy that we experience every wednesday has just been increasing excellent as people it feels like life is returning to normal i do use pubs being british i do use and probably you do as well do use pubs as kind of a bit of a measure of uh, public life and happiness and it feels like yeah it feels like um People are just getting on with things and enjoying life. And, you know, you might have some weeks where a whole team doesn't turn up because they've all got COVID. Yeah. But um, essentially, everyone's carrying on like normal. Apart from yeah, that, it feels like life's gone back to normal in that space. What's been interesting is comedy's been very up and down from what I've seen. I mean, you've got places like Classic that fully sold out. The more mm. pro gigs with, you know, the poor Legos, the poor Douglases, the... You know, the Nick Rados, Taron Moranbys, those guys, those gigs are kind of selling pretty well. Although, you know, I know a couple of weeks ago, a few gigs were really struggling and have had to be um, postponed and stuff like that. I was reading today at somewhere that we were looking at playing in a couple of weeks. They had to close yesterday on a Saturday because mm -hmm. they simply didn't have enough staff to man the or to uh, person the bar and stuff like that. So... There's still a few challenges out there, but uh, like you, I do a few quizzes and, uh, you know, some places are back to full capacity and others, and I think it depends on the demographic of the region where you're at. Some of them are still re slowly returning to normal. Yeah. But um, so um, you've been enjoying the quizzes, yeah? 
Yeah, so the quizzes, um, the quizzes have been fun uh, and just a really enjoyable vibe. And it's been nice practice getting out and just talking to groups of people in a, about fun and inconsequential things. Um, you know, with, with the quizzes, as you know, Darren, people don't like too much, too many jokes thrown in. They no. just prefer a, a high energy, light-hearted approach. Um, and that's so, I wouldn't say I've been able to practice many jokes. Although I've done, a, I've slipped a few in here and there. And I've certainly always advertised our podcast. I've always worn the T-shirt or the hoodie um, just to keep the flag flying. Felt increasingly yeah. guilty, though, as, as it's time's gone on. I'm waiting for people to come up to me and say, uh, that podcast you advertised, are you going to do any more of them? Yes. But um, no, I've, I have, I'll be honest, I have done, my main creative endeavours have been music. I have, Pangolin Nation has released um, two more tracks, although only on Bandcamp and SoundCloud. They're not on Spotify yet, um, just because I haven't had time to do all of the tick all of the boxes you need to to get on Spotify. Um, but certainly, I will get them on there. But you know, you messaged me yesterday, was it, or today even? Which was just at the today. right, just at the right time, just as I was thinking that we really, really do need to get this thing moving. But anyway, what have you been doing? I'm, I mean, I'm asking you as if I hadn't seen your Facebook <coughs> post, but I. I see you've been travelling around a lot with your comedy son. <laughs> Shout out to uh, friend of the podcast, Matt Coombe there. Yes, indeed. Um, so, um, yeah, so we've been doing a bit of comedy around the North Island. We did a gig down in Foxton, one in Wanganui, one in New Plymouth. And I tell you what, going around the regions has been so much fun. I have to say that I've enjoyed the regions probably more than Auckland. Mm. Um Done a been a gigging Tauranga, done one in Napier. Um, so yeah, I mean, in two weeks, well, a week and a half's time, we were meant to be going down the South Island for four nights, but you know, there's some there's some issues down there with just crowds. It, it, Christchurch seems to be the epicenter of COVID at the moment, and there's a lot of people struggling, a lot of mm. bars struggling as well. So we'll wait and see. And of course, now I've come downhill. So it depends how long it takes me to get right um, as to whether what we do on that. Um, like you've been doing some quizzes. I enjoy those a lot. Um, improv. So um, finally got through 101, 201 and 301 at the Covert Theatre. So wow. been doing a few shows there, which has been really enjoyable. And it's, and it's a really nice break away from stand up as well. You know, I yep. always say to people, when I go to stand up all the way there, I'm thinking about my set, thinking about my set, yep. thinking about my set, telling everybody in the car to be quiet. When I go to improv, because you have no idea what's coming, yeah, it's such a nicer drive because I'm not having to think that way. I can just enjoy the drive, listen to some tunes, and then get there, and then whatever's thrown at us is what we play with on the night. So, um, and yep. then finally I went to my first concert in over two years on Thursday night. I went to see Liam Gallagher. At I know. Why did you fucking go and see that wanker? Why didn't you go he's and see someone fucking, good? He's amazing. <laughs> he was amazing. And this tonight is where my illness came from because about halfway through the concert, I was literally just, you know, obviously doing my stuff at a concert and mm -hmm. some bastard behind sneezed all oh. over me. And I felt it in my hair and I turned around and I tell you what, I wanted to give them because oh. there was no attempt to cover their mouth or anything. And surprise, surprise, two and a half, three days later, here I am in bed 
taking Nurofen and drinking Coke Zero Sugar to try and um, get myself right again because um, I'm absolutely convinced that that person who sneezed all over me at the concert was the reason why I'm ill. I'm, I was livid about it in the concert. I was fucking I'm, furious. Yeah, so I'm convinced you're right that it was that person. But hang on a minute, though. Bombshell moment here. I have to. I just have to double check, and maybe we'll oh. release the video of of just this moment. Are you in bed right now? I am in bed right now. Yeah. Your bed is leather. Yeah. You've got a leather bed. Are the covers? I don't want to see them, but are the covers leather? No, I actually wanted satin, but my wife was not buying that. So um, I'm quite happy to show you. You see, my bed's the classic example of. Because I've got this thing, right? Beds are different sizes for the length of time that you've been together. So obviously you have yes. a single bed when you're on your own. And then, of course, you get together and you have a bit of a double bed. So you're nice and close. And then as your relationship yes. gets into longer tenure, yes. hence the reason that I've got a super <laughs> super king bed. Because now me and my wife can be in the same bed, but still be in a different postcode. So yeah. uh, <laughs> California so king all the way. Definitely. Once you yes. hit California King, you're uh, wow, that is very yeah. opulence and a leather, a leather backdrop to your bed. Yes, well. and then, uh, that, oh, well, there we go. There's my Liam Gallagher T-shirt at the bottom of the bed. Oh wow, awesome! Well, this this um this episode, this bit of this episode is definitely getting released on video to, as the trailer. That'd be amazing because I look so good. I look so good tonight, and um, the you first time you choose. The first time you choose to release a video, I look like absolute pig shit. So that's well, amazing. <laughs> I'll show you what I look like right now. Here he is. There you go. The man's back. Yes. Um, uh, I'll, I'll return to the cow in a minute. But uh, um, yeah, no, that's that's. Uh, it's great you've been doing the improv. I must admit, I'm very jealous. I uh, some I can't remember now what happened, but I couldn't. I think something work related happened, and I couldn't make the the kind of show after two o one. Yes, so I completed two hundred one. I couldn't make the show, and I th I'm sure it's because I was stuck in Wellington, or I was late back from Wellington. And then, um, and then I did say to, that I wanted to go and try and do something like a jester episode or something, so that I could finalise things. But then I've just never been able to find the time to do it. So I've got a feeling that if I was to message the covert now and say, "Hey, I'd like to do my show to finish," they'd send me back to the beginning of two hundred one. Um, which I'm not keen to do. I am keen to do 301 though. So to I do, might just... um, to finish 201, you've got to go and do the rookie night, and I think the next one's September at the moment. Yeah, well, that's good then because I might be able to do September. So I am, I am very keen to do 301. I mean, I don't know how you found it, but I'm really looking forward to the idea of the like long improv. 301 was really good. There was a couple of lessons in there where it was really challenging. Yeah, as in, yeah. you know, really pushed you. And there was a couple of times where I was like, fuck, I'm not getting this. But then since then, I've done a couple of other block workshops and a couple of drop-ins yeah. and stuff. And um, it's come together a little bit, you know, a lot better for me. So uh, I'm still in Jesters and Ferris wheels. I haven't progressed past that because normally it takes you about six months to then get past that point. But really been enjoying it. You know, it's, as I said, it's just been a really nice change and 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 the, the the crowd and the community are very very different in improv to what they are in stand up. Yes, I've noticed. I've definitely noticed that it's a lot more middle class improv. 
Yeah, and you being a champagne socialist, you'd be right amongst it. Well, I feel very uncomfortable in the middle class spaces, as I'm sure you can guess. But I feel, yeah, now improv is a lot. I feel like improv is a lot kinder, actually, as well. Yes, stand up. Um, stand up is a lot is a bit more ruthless in some ways, which isn't a criticism of anyone in the stand up community. It's just the nature of the of the beast. I'm like Rishi Sunak. I've never hung out around working class people, so I wouldn't know. So who's going to be the next Prime Minister of the UK? Is it going to be Rishi or is it going yeah. to be um, Liz Truss? By the way, I just want to correct that last comment in case people think, what a wanker. I, I am actually been around working class people because I was raised working class. So just in case someone goes, what a wanker, no wonder you vote national. I you've, am, been spending, I am. you've been spending um, days and days in the car with Matt Coombe. <laughs> of course you hang around with working class people. <laughs> It's going to probably be Rishi Sunak. He's the only one that's probably got the credibility to do it. But he's, it's only because he's the pick. He's the best pick of a terrible bunch. I, um, I think if, if, yeah, I think if Conservative Party members were sensible, they would vote for him. Yeah. Um, not necessarily because I think he'd do a good job, but I think he's somebody who could win in an election. But yeah. I think this Liz Truss is just comes across terribly. Um, in every kind of media thing I've ever seen, and yes. sounds extremely shrill and annoying. And there's just like, and there's a whole load of footage surfaced of her from her Lib- Liberal Democrat days where she was saying loads of anti Tory things. Yes. Um, so I, I think that she'll be elected because I think that she's going really hard on the Brexit stuff, um, but she'll then lose the election. That's, that's not to overestimate Keir. Starmer, who is the most boring man in British politics right now. Yeah, uh, leads your boys as well. Sorry? He's the leader of your boys as well. Yeah, I know. Yeah. But I'm not he's saying I, support, I don't support him. He's terrible. No, he's pretty average, to be he's fair. Average is being kind. Um, I mean, that's the thing. An election between him and Rishi Sunak would be extremely boring. Yes. Good God, would it ever. Good but, Lord. You know, maybe maybe British politics needs boring after half many years of Boris Johnson. <laughs> Indeed. Maybe. And so, while it's facing, you know, potential nuclear annihilation from Vladimir Putin. Yes, it's only, it's only a short hop across Europe to get to them. But what, what do you reckon then for the podcast? What do you reckon? Is there anything we can reveal? Because we didn't even discuss this before we came on air. Well, um, obviously... There Are we the back? Rest- Are we back officially or are we just back temporarily a, well i think we'll see how well this episode goes down. <laughs> okay then we're back temporarily then all right no, no let's not base it on that and let's hope radio people don't hear it either because my last community two communications with the radio people have been a bit confusing because one was a text telling me to look out for an email which i didn't receive and then i received another text like literally four days ago saying oh because we didn't hear back from you um the slot on saturday morning's been given away um, but it didn't say there isn't still a slot for us. There still is, I think. It just said the Saturday morning one's not available. So I, my view is I should respond and say, hey, um, that's fine that you've given the Saturday morning slot away. I don't expect you to have kept it so long anyway, to be honest. But hey, I didn't see an email. So if you can, here's my email address. Just double checking you've got the right one. And if you can Do send it, us, send it through. just email the radio station, right? Or we could just send them an email. But I did send them an email and they I've sent them a couple of emails that haven't been responded to as well. So I don't know whether it's a spam thing or something like that. But anyway, I, was, I still want to do it. Yes. 
that would be my preference is that we still do that. And yes. I feel like I am now finally emerging into a position where, I mean, I'll, I'll make a little confession to you. I nearly signed up the other day <laughs> to um, some DJ workshops <laughs> to brush up on my DJing skills. And then I was like a little voice in my head said, hang on a minute, why the fuck are you doing this? <laughs> when you, um, I don't know if it was an ADHD thing or something. I was like, oh, fun new thing to do. And then I was like, yeah, no, I can't do that. And we need to do the radio show before I do that. So that would be cool, though. I've got to be honest, as a former DJ like yourself, that would be very cool to do. Well, I've been watching a lot of, um, I've got YouTube Premium and I watch a lot of uh, house music compilations uh, on YouTube when I'm not doing anything else. And watching the DJs, especially with the, because I'm, I've only ever done vinyl, but all the new DJ sets now are the little circular things and you plug in your you plug in your usb or whatever or you plug in your phone and then you just do it on that and i've no idea i watch them doing it and i'm like i've no idea what you're doing yeah so that's what i want i do want to do that and i am going to do it but um because i'm at that time of my life so just uh just try and fit that in somewhere and then buy some of those decks i think you should also stand for the comedy guild board as well yeah well i've been a little bit out of it for a time and i did mean to put that in the show notes so what's happening with the comedy guild i see an agm's coming up agm on the 20th of august is coming yes. up yes so Great. that's the 20th of august so um looking for nominations of course will uh, you be standing for re-election um i'll probably be putting my name in the hat yeah and we'll see what happens see see if re-election occurs in the sorting uh, hat say again in the sorting hat in the sorting hat, yes. Is it like Harry Potter? <laughs> I've never watched a Harry Potter film ever. You know what? I've only watched it because I've been forced to by partners. Oh, of course. No, that's true. And I've fallen asleep um, during every single one. I've ne- I never watched sci-fi films. I've never watched Star Wars. Well, I love sci-fi and fantasy, but Harry Potter is the, really fucking boring. Yeah. And nah. stupid. I just, nah, I've got no interest. So I've never watched a Harry Potter film at all. It's not a single redeeming feature in any of them. So no. don't bother. You're not missing anything. But uh, yeah, no. Um, anyway, so you're going to put your name back in the hat for... Um... I think so, yeah. And then yeah. we'll wait and see, just to try and give some stability, because we had such a massive upheaval last year of the board that I think we're still trying to find our feet a year later. And there I'm could sure. be some... There could be some experience that we lose again this year. So we're in desperate need of some stability for another year. And that'll probably coincide where I'll be too old to do comedy and we'll just give my life to improv and quizzes and stuff like that by this time. Too next old year. to do comedy. You're never too, too old to do comedy. That's too old. Outrage and an insult. Find <laughs> outstanding members of the global comedy community like. Uh, George Carlin, who obviously lasted for many years. How old is Jerry Seinfeld now? Oh, God knows. He must be older, older than, than me. Yeah. But, Still I mean, going. too old for me. Too old for me. It'll be like, for me. Not not too old in the general term of comedy. All, all I want to do is go and do a show like Love Lamp, and then I can retire. I'd be very happy if I ever got to do Love Lamp. I'd probably retire from comedy well we know a few love lamp people listen to this so um shout out to love lamp it is an excellent uh intersection between stand-up comedy and improv and darren has just put it out there that he'd love to do an episode of love lamp 
Um, I would, and that would be the pivotal moment, and then I would go off into the few, into the distance, just doing improv and quizzes, and then leave the comedy community for all the young folk like you. <laughs> yeah, yes, I think I'm five years younger than you, maybe six. <laughs> um, how, old, how old are you? Forty-five. Fuck yeah, Dan. When you're forty-six, November. <sighs> Good. Yeah, just over five years. I'm I'm over fifty. Let's put it that way. Um, I do remember you being fifty. Yes. Yes. Um, it was, and we went into lockdown on the day of my fiftieth birthday. That's it? right. Yeah. Bastard. That was your excuse for not inviting me. That was a good that's excuse. Right. Hmm. And then the August one last year was the day, the, the midnight of my daughter's sixteenth birthday. So COVID has done its best to wreck all of our key birthday moments. I don't and actually then, celebrate my birthday. Me no, and me Alton, neither. Me and it's on November. And this forum is probably the most public I've ever been about my birthday in years. Yeah. Well, if you noticed, I didn't even say what month mine was. So no, I, I think where I talked about what month my birthday is on. Yeah. What month so, is your birthday? Oh God. Your birthday is going to be the title of this episode. <laughs> you don't I'll tell you what, I'm dreading talking to this episode. I'm dreading editing it. I think it's going to be... <laughs> I'm sorry, listeners. It's been it's amazing. Terrible. It's been so long since we've chatted. We've had yes, so much to talk about. But um it next time we promise that we'll be a hell of a lot more organized because if we have to this is why we need guests right because when we have yeah. guests we have this amazing somebody actually said to me today and i won't say they were in case they didn't want to be talked about but their actual comment to me when talking about the podcast which i was really really like happy about was the prep you guys do beforehand really shines through and i was like <laughs> that's such an amazing comment that's really nice um and i wonder if I can't, when I sort of think about episodes like this, I can't help but wonder whether that's sarcastic. But when we have guests, we do do shed loads of prep, actually. And yes, we, we do, do edit them properly. And we do um, we do consult with them afterwards about the contents as well and make sure that they're happy with everything. And we do proper show notes, which isn't too, <laughs> um, which is quite good. And it feels like at the moment we do need to come back because every other, every more well-known stand-up comic in New Zealand is currently doing a podcast. Yes. Um, I've noticed there's been a big push for podcasts again. So it feels like it's very timely for us to come back now. It feels like it should be season four. It feels like irrespective of what happens with the radio conversation, we should just plan in some guests anyway. If it goes uh, on, the ra- if they go onto the radio show, fantastic. If they don't, well, we'll just release it here on the normal podcast stream anyway. The, so this is, a, if anybody's still listening, if you want to be a guest on our show, send us a message send us a message and it sounds like we're coming back so we're definitely coming back maybe that's I the promise. title of the podcast it sounds like we're coming back yes that's a very good um title episode title and i i can promise the next episode will not be six months time it won't be even three months time it'll be eight months no it'll be two weeks time right so it's my task to go and find us a guest in two weeks. Or mine. I've had a few people contact me as well. So yeah, okay, cool. More than happy to do that. Let's, um, let's sort it. Yes, and let's stick to the... I think we should stick to the mixture of comedy and political guests as well. 
And comedy guests will definitely go if we do, if the radio show gets off the ground, a comedy guest will go on that, will be on that. Um, but political guests just for podcast episodes. Yes, it is indeed. Yeah. I don't know if that's oh. a grammatically correct response to what I just said, but we'll, we'll go with it. We'll run with it. So um, one quick question for you if we're going to wrap up soon. Can people expect to see you back out in Comedy World this year or are you well, looking forward to 2023? Quite a few people have messaged me and said that they want to see me back. I'm, that's a no. So, like, <laughs> I actually almost screenshotted all of their, their messages and um, put them up on Facebook. So, yes, I do want to be back. Uh, and it's just a matter of finding time. I did, ages ago, I put a half, I did a half-hearted attempt to put my name down for a couple of things. But that was literally the last time we recorded, I think. Was, yes. Was around the time I did that. I just haven't had time since then. I think Sunday nights are good for me. So, whatever shows are on on Sunday night at the moment, is it win-win? Win-win's on on a Sunday night, yes. That's, probably, that's the only one, I think, that's on on a Sunday night. Well, or Thirsty Dog, maybe, if that's still around. I don't no, know. That's Thursday night. Ah, it's moved to Thursday. Yes, yeah. Thursday the only night. Nights, the only nights apart from Wednesday, which is pub quiz night normally, that I can definitely be free is Sunday night at the moment. So, And if you go through with um, your covert theatre journey, Sundays will be hard because, well, they won't be hard, but that's when Chester's and Ferris wheels and stuff like that are generally on. But then you can do Chester's and Ferris wheels on Fridays and Saturdays as well. So it doesn't mean that we'll never have Sunday nights free ever again. Well, I mean, one thing that did work before was sometimes we'd record the podcast on a Sunday evening early and then, guess, and then we'd go straight out to Thirsty Dog or somewhere. Yes. So True enough. Um, all of those things can work. Also, I can do Saturday mornings. Saturday yes. Morning for me. I can now as well. I like Saturday mornings free up, so that's good for me as well. Cool. We can both get up after really rough Friday nights and then go, let's go and record something. Yes. That sounds like a good time to do it. We might even be more coherent than we've been tonight. And I mean, you've got a good excuse. Um, you're possibly you've probably got COVID. I um my only excuse is I've been I've been drinking IPA <laughs> during this recording, um, which you couldn't see because I was disguised with my cow avatar. Um, but uh, yeah, no, look, um, fuck, this is a, this is a fantastic ending to this recording. To you know what I'm going to do now? I am uh, when we as soon as we finish recording, I am going to go and smoke a fish. Smoke a fish because Beautiful. I've created a homemade smoker. Now, apart from hating fish, I think that's a great idea. I hate fish. I can't eat seafood. But I'm, I've got any nature. I've bought some applewood wood chips. Oh, yeah. And I'm gonna. I've. I'm. I've been doing a lot of cooking. The one thing I've had time to do the last six months or so that actually takes my mind off work is cooking. And that's what I'm doing tonight. Your fine lady must be incredibly impressed. She. I do most of the cooking in our house. That's amazing. And that's uh, that's entirely my choice. <clears throat> wonderful. Shout out to your wonderful good yeah. lady as well. I might I haven't seen her uh, in forever. So Darren, it sounds like we've we've agreed, we've committed, we've done it on air. I am gonna then after dinner, I'm gonna come back and I'm gonna edit this episode. This is amazing. I'm not gonna spend too long editing it, so it's gonna come out fairly rough and ready. I'm just gonna take out things. Um <laughs> 
but apart from that, it's gonna it's gonna go out and it's gonna be out. That means it'll be out either late tonight or early tomorrow morning to our listeners, to each other, that the next episode will be no more than two weeks away. That's amazing. And I'm really looking forward to it. So I'm just hoping that I actually feel a lot better in two weeks' time. Yeah, I hope you do as well. You'll have to keep us posted. Um, the cover to this episode will be your negative or positive rat test, the photo of the <laughs> of the rat test, or I'll do a little mini. We can do it. Oh, the other thing is we could do a little mini update about whether you're positive or negative. Now, actually, we could, but nobody I'll wants post to. it on the page. I'll post Just it on post that it on page. page. Yes, with a photo. I'll post it on the page if I go that way. I'll be uh, I'll be severely gutted if I am, but at the end of the day, given the amount of stuff I've been doing, I'm amazed that I haven't come across it already. So I've uh, been walking a tightrope for quite a long time. Oh, I've um, I've written a new theme tune. Well, I say I've written. I'll, I've, Is I'll it do Pangolin it. Nation again? Pangolin Nation will provide our theme tune this time. Sorry, Kid Hideous. Love your stuff, but I'm going to do it myself. But we do need to, yes... And we, we do need to, but he does listen to this podcast, so that's why I'm apologising. <laughs> um, but we do need to just record the intro very briefly. Yes. Do we, do we need to change our photo as well? That's been with us uh, now. Yeah, I, I was going to put a, um, yes, I'll do some updates and send them to you. I was waiting for the radio, because I've done one for the radio show, if that ever comes off. Yes. But um, I've kind of been waiting for that. But if it turns out we, we decide not to go with it, or they decide not to go with us, then I'll just do a new one. Right. And yeah, so we will, I've definitely got some, I've got some draft new ones anyway from when I was bored one day, um, ages ago. Do you know what else as well? Before we came on air, I decided to go and invite all the new people that became my friend over the last time since we did the podcast to see if I could boost any likes that we got. And while we've been on air, we've got 12 new likers for the podcast page. Oh, fantastic. Um, so oh, thank you to I those 12 my, people, whoever you are. Yeah, my Facebook notifications have gone off quite extreme, extremely. Yeah, awesome. Welcome to Season 4, Episode 1 of the Podcrastinators. It sounds like we're back. There you go. I'll just cut that and we'll use that as the end. Intro. Darren with COVID saying very enthusiastically, <laughs> oh man, you sound, you've definitely got COVID. Yeah, I think I'm, there's a 90% chance tomorrow morning, even though I tested negative today, that I'm going to test positive. Yeah. And what you need to do now is jump on a plane, fly somewhere else. Well, five weeks' time, I'm going to Sydney. Unfortunately, I'm hoping that I've got rid of it in five weeks' time. Oh, well, at least at least you've got COVID now, and then it means you won't be, contag- you won't be able to catch COVID for the next three months. So you're guaranteed to be going to Sydney. Fantastic. That is great. Fantastic. It's going to be my daughter's 21st birthday while I'm over there. And is she the one who's over there now? Yes. Yeah, awesome. she's been living there. I haven't seen her since April last year. Big times. That's going to be great. And it's 21st right. birthday, so it's going to be big night out. All right. Well, I'll just do my own version of the intro as well, just in case. Thank you, everyone, for listening. Or we could use this as the outro as well, and I might not edit that. I'll just leave it in my this now, what I'm saying. Thanks, everyone. Welcome to... Season four, episode zero, I'm calling it. Pilot. Because it's the pilot episode of season four of the Podcrastinators. I'm Matt Danaher. This is Darren Lees. And this is the Podcrastinators. Thanks for listening. See? We do talk about it. Beautiful outro. 
fantastic. Keep talking over each other. <laughs> All right, nice one. I will stop recording. Oh.